bless the Lord and thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us on the unction. I am Pastor Ray Curry Jr. And as always, we welcome you to the unction and we are here giving the word of God and we depend on the spirit of God to edify the people of God. Thank you for joining us. We have a very interesting topic and uh, we just want to take a few minutes because in in my endeavor to spread the truth, there are people who feel that I am a sensationalist, I am a clout seeker, I am here to get up and argue and fight, and I want to show really what we're here to do. I want to show what our goal is in ministry, and I won't be here long. I, I am having some technical issues today. But uh, I am going to explain a few things concerning the five-fold ministries. Uh, Trey D., God bless you. Thank you for logging on. Now, let's read some scripture. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 9. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? And there are some who begin to debate the scripture whether it's referring to just his burial or does it refer to Christ actually descending into the lower parts of uh, what we would call Hades uh, which is dwelling and abode of the dead and in the Old Testament times you understand that there was something called the bosom of Abraham and then there's something called Gehenna and Gehenna was the place of torment and the bosom of Abraham was the place of rest and there are different ideologies concerning this, but that's not my focus today. Verse 10, he that descended is also the same that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. As we do know that after Christ's resurrection, he was taken up in the cloud. The angel said to the disciples that were there, why do you stand here gazing? The same manner that he went up, he's coming again, you know, so here, here we are with this scripture, and I'm going to read the, the scripture in question here, and we're going to go somewhere. If you are a deep studier, there's already something problematic that I've already said. Hey, good afternoon, prophetess. If you are a deep studier, there is already something problematic that I've said, and I'll get to it in, in a second. So here's the verse in question. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. All right. But before I go any further with the teaching, the title of this teaching is already problematic. If you know me, you know that I am a student of the scripture. I never, I, I don't know if I ever claim to be a Bible scholar, but I am a student of this word. And if you uh, read the title of this particular teaching today, uh, you already know that it's problematic because I use the term five-fold. So let, let's get into why I say it's problematic. And I'm reading on a very small screen. So if I stumble a little bit, don't you get mad at me. Don't judge me too harshly. Let's read it in the Greek text. Uh, Ephesians 4, starting at 11. Kai autos, um, edokin taus men apostolos, taus de prophetus, 
Toste Ewangelitas, Toste Pominus Kai Didaskalos. All right? And if you read that text, you realize that when they get to Pominus Kai Didaskalos, when you read that part, you'll notice that the toast day is not there. What am I trying to convey to you in the in the original text? What I'm trying to convey to you <laughs> is that we often use the the common vernacular of fivefold, but he's actually mentioning four things. He's mentioning the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, and the shepherd teacher, the pastor teacher, the shepherd who teaches. All right. So when I go places and I hear five-fold, I take it with a grain of salt. I take it as common vernacular. I don't take it as um, something that, oh, yeah, throw the whole church away. They don't know God. They don't know the truth. Because there are some teachers who refer to the Greek. And and once again, I'm reading off a very small screen. (laughs) So, um just just bear with me here. But um, there are some teachers who hear the term five-fold. Oh, God bless you, Harla Jean. Glad that you were able to catch us live. Some teachers hear the term five-fold and immediately are turned off, throw the church away, throw the teachers away, throw everything away because they use the term five-fold. And uh, I'm not like that. I understand that we are all growing we are all, all learning. We're all going higher in the Lord. We're all getting deeper in the scripture. And therefore, I leave space because the, the bottom line is we don't know everything. It, it, we're all striving in God. And, and in fact, the only time I really go to war, because I, I want to explain what is it even for. We're talking about the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, but I want to know what is it, what is this stuff really for? And, and and to be honest, I only really go to war about the 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 minute things. I only really go to war when someone is claiming supremacy. When someone is claiming I know more than everyone else, I have more than everyone else, I'm greater than everyone else, no one has a revelation like me, I'm the apostle of all of the apostles, I'm the prophet of all prophets, then I'm going to split hairs with you. Because Jesus said, the same measure that you meet shall be meted unto you again. If you're giving yourself this level of infallibility, I am going to treat you as someone who is claiming infallibility. And I am going to split hairs with you till it gets on your nerves. And if you don't match up to every single thing that the actual transcripts wrote down, I am going to hold you up to that. Why? Because you put yourself on that level to say that you're greater than everyone else. So I'm going to hold you up to the scripture and I'm going to say, do you match it? If you're saying I'm the apostle of all the apostles, I'm the prophet of all the prophets, and then you're using the term fivefold, I'm going to grill you. Because the, the original text does not separate the pastor teacher. And really the word there is shepherd. Poiminus is, is the shepherd teacher. 
Some things I might have missed. Like I said, forgive me, I'm on a small screen, but I do my research. Bottom line is this. If you are humble enough to grow with the rest of the church, we'll grow together. And I'm going to show you the scripture that gives me a reason to say that. Tempest Marie, amen. I appreciate you. Now, let's read the rest of this chapter and verse so that we can go into really what it's for because we have the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, and everybody beating themselves on the chest. I'm the big man in town. But look what it, the Bible says it's for. And, and this is starting at verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Here it is. Here's the focus. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is why I believe these mantles this is why I believe these mantles are still needed today because we are not perfected. The, the word is perfected, but we are not perfected. We still need the grace of, of these mantles because the church is still being built up in Christ. But let me keep reading. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Saints of God, I am seeing, the reason why I'm teaching like this and taking my time is because I am seeing that the church is like children. The church is like children today. This prophet rise up, everybody confused again. This apostle rise up, everybody's confused again. This evangelist start preaching all over the nation, everybody's confused again. We've had the same Bible, the same word, the same gospel for eons, but it seems like every time a preacher gets up with something new, it's like half the church go run after him. We need to get to a place that we're not tossed about with every wind of doctrine. We have to get to a place where we're not tossed about with everything given by the slighted men whereby they lie and wait to deceive. We have to get to a place where the word of God is preached. We know what the word of God say, and we can stand sure in the election where we've been called. We need to get there, saints. It seems like every two, three years, somebody rises up and confuses everybody. And that's why I say we need people who hold these mantles so that the church can be settled in the things of God. Providence Cornelius, same Bible, same God. Amen. We need to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as we know, our labor is not in vain. My salvation is not in vain. I have a witness on the inside. I have a witness in the scripture. I have a witness that we have been partakers of this commonwealth of salvation and we ought not have prophets and apostles rising up every three years confusing everybody it's a shame but at, at some point we have to come out of it and that's what the, the the bible is the bible is here so that we don't have to keep guessing every three years am i saved some new apostle pops up on the screen do, am i saved do i have salvation how many times have the lord himself shown up in your life how many times have the Holy Spirit himself activated and, and, and been alive in you? 
And here you are. Every time a preacher get up, we confuse about our salvation. We shouldn't be tossed to and fro. And I want to get into the scriptures to show you why I have the spirit that I have. Let's go. I'm going to show you 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. Flee also you for lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. When, when there's always a whole bunch of foolish questioning, instead of settling in faith, we know that this is demonic in origin. I know people have been walking with God 20, 20 and 30 years and still, am I? Listen, it's time to be settled in the Lord. Verse 24, here's how I know these false apostles are not true. This is how I know these false prophets are not true. These people who like to argue for 45 minutes in the pulpit and argue for 50 minutes in the pulpit, fussing and fighting with people who don't know what they're talking about. Here's how I know they're not real. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, apt to teach, patient. When you're, when you're a bully pulpit and you're trying to out-argue the other person, you're not lining up with Scripture. You're trying to out-yell the other person, you're not lining up with Scripture. That's not apostolic. Apostle Paul could silence his detractors, and the ones that he could not silence— the Bible says he would speak judgment. People went out blind. Paul didn't have to have nobody put out or carried out. The only people that got carried out was the ones that got struck blind because Apostle Paul preached the truth. Verse 25, in meekness, instructing those that impose themselves. If God, paraventure, not you, you can't change nobody, you're not the Holy Ghost. If God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Let me read that last part of verse 25 again. 2 Timothy 2.25. If God, peradventure, will give them repentance. You can't do it. You're not the Holy Ghost. If God grant people repentance, God grants them repentance. You ain't going to argue and fuss and fight people into repentance. It is the Lord himself who have to grant it. And that tells me a little bit about salvation too. Oh, I, I would go there. I would get a little deeper. God has to grant repentance. God is the one who changes the heart. So people are talking about say a prayer, get dunking some water, some say this, do that. If, if it starts at repentance, guess what? God is the one who has to grant it. So it is by election and not by the will. It's not by him that willeth nor him that runneth. But it's God who does it according to the purpose of his own will. So thanks to God, the servant of the Lord, we're not here fighting and brawling and this and that. Now, are we a defense of the gospel? Yes. Will we stand up for the truth? Yes. But the purpose of the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, the pastor, the teacher is the unity of the faith, the edifying of the body of Christ. Please like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Those likes help our algorithms. But saints of God, 
the, the, the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher is for the unity of the faith, the edifying of the body of Christ, building up the church so that we're not like children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Here is the difference between the apostles that are out today and the apostles of the Bible. Apostle Paul was not interested in starting his own sect. Apostle Paul was not interested in, in gathering and garnering his own little portion of the kingdom and getting them off to himself so he can scream and yell at them whatever he want to. No, even though Apostle Paul received the revelation and he did not get it from men and he did not need the consent of men because Apostle Paul was a man of order and because he understood the ultimate goal is for the unity of the faith. In Acts chapter 15, Apostle Paul sat in the Jerusalem council. No, I believe it was the Antioch council. He sat at that council with the other apostles. And when he sat with them, he made sure that his doctrines were in alignment with the rest of the apostles. And when they had spoken about the issues, the Bible says the apostle James stood up and said that we should not put on the Gentiles any further burden anything that we haven't even been able to carry ourselves, all right? So the matter was settled. The apostles agreed. They laid hands on them. They prayed for them, and they sent them out so that the church would stay one. Any apostle that is content with garnering over hordes of people over to himself and, and having his own little sect of the kingdom, any apostle that's satisfied with keeping groups of people over to his own tutelage and don't care whether they are connected to the rest of the body, this is a false apostle. This is a false leader. This is a false teacher. Because if you have the true heart of apostleship, you are going to seek out brothers and sisters in Christ you're going to seek out the rest of the body. And you're going to say, you know what? There is a presbytery. I've met with this leader. I've met with this leader. I've met with this leader. And we are with one, with one accord. And there's still one body. And I'm not talking about your subordinates. I'm not talking about your subordinates. Apostle Paul did not meet with his subordinates in order to garner his little part of the kingdom. Apostle Paul met with people that were not under him. See, it, it when you have a lone wolf apostle, a lone wolf prophet, a lone wolf pastor, this is proof positive that this is a false teacher. Why? Because true apostleship seeks unity within the body. True apostleship seeks unity in the faith and in the body of Christ. So I wanted to stop here and go again and show you why it's here. First, uh, it says in Ephesians 4, 12 and onward, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, uh, for the knowledge of the Son of God, let me say that again, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine in by the slight of men 
and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. I wanted to take the time, and I want you to like, share, subscribe. I wanted to take the time to say something is wrong. We have these so-called apostles who are garnering their own sect of the kingdom, and it's not biblical. Their own sect of Christianity, and it's not biblical. According to the word of God, Apostle Paul was concerned with the unity of the faith. He was concerned with the one body. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, but there ain't but one body, and there's only one head to that body, the head being Christ, the body being us. So saints of God, if someone is starting a new body or have a sect into themselves, this is another sign. There's a very prominent apostle. I'm not calling names out on this one, but there's a very prominent apostle uh, who, who has decided that he is the end all of it, and he said in his uh, website, it is put on their website that he is their teacher, their apostle, their overseer, and here's the part that let you know he's a cult leader. It says that he is their guide. When Jesus explicitly said in St. John chapter 16 that the Holy Spirit would guide us, the guide of the church is the Holy Spirit. There was an Ethiopian eunuch they tried because I talked to his followers and they said, what about the Ethiopian eunuch who said that, how can I know unless some man guide me? I said that Ethiopian eunuch did not have the Holy Ghost. That Ethiopian eunuch needed to learn who Jesus was, believe the gospel, and be baptized. There is nowhere in the scripture after someone received the Holy Ghost that they look for a man to be their guide. In fact, that's why we call this channel the unction. For the Bible says that you have no need that any man should teach you. But you have an unction from the Father and you know all things. When the Bible says, how can anyone hear without a preacher? How can anyone preach except he be sent? All right. The scripture is saying that that man is sent from God to help you to know the gospel. You're going to hear the gospel through them. But the teacher, the one that gives you understanding, the Bible says it is the inspiration of the almighty that giveth one understanding. If you don't have the inspiration of the almighty, I don't care who teaches you. I don't care who guides you. You will not understand this except the Lord puts the understanding in your heart. So we have to stop deifying men. I don't know, and I'm going to say this, and, and if you know anyone in the apostolic arm of Christianity, uh, we, we got the Pentecostal holiness, apostolics, all of that, Church of God, all of that stuff. Uh, UPC, PAW, all of that, all of that's in there. The, the Hebrew Pentecostals, all of that's over there. You might, first churches, all of that's all of, over there. You may not want to accept the name, but you're all under the same umbrella of Pentecostal, holiness, apostolic. If you know anyone in that realm, I got to ask them in all honesty, where did all this man worship come from? Where did all this deification of your pastors, deification of your leaders, where did all this mess come from? Well, we don't understand that these leaders are men. These are human beings. Stop worshiping your leaders and making them more than they are. That's why Apostle, I thank God for Apostle Paul, his example. He said there was a thorn in his flesh, a messenger of Satan, lest he get exalted above his measure. Lest he get exalted above his measure. 
And there are a lot of pastors who are getting exalted above their measure. And I don't know where this spirit come from over here in these circles where we've deified and allowed men, human beings, to, to be more than they are. Stop all this man worship. Stop all this woman worship, this worshiping your pastors and these first families. These are human beings. It's time for us to fear God. And I don't care who your leader is. If he says something that don't match up with this scripture, forget him. If an angel came from heaven speaking another gospel, let the angel be a curse. We got to stop this in the church. Stop this deification, this apotheosis of my leaders. Stop this mess. Once again, I thank God for everyone watching today. If you would like to support this ministry, please feel free to do so. We are totally independent uh, from our local ministry, even to our online ministry. We're totally independent, and we appreciate any help we can get. Dollar sign the unction. Thank you for looking. Thank you for praying with us. Thank you for pushing with us. Saints of God, we have to stop glorifying and magnifying leaders and put God back on the throne of our hearts. And if any preacher is right with God anyway, you don't want your people worshiping you. You don't want your people deifying you. You'll say, look, I fear God. If you was a real apostle, you'll say, listen, saints, I fear God. Don't call me your guide. Don't call me. Take that off the uh, website. Don't call me your guide. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit has come, that the Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth. Don't call me that. I would fear the Lord. But unfortunately, these leaders don't fear God. They want to be God. They have a God complex. That's why, once again, we have bully pulpits. We have bully platforms. That's why we don't want to do nothing outside of a controlled environment because if we have a debate or, or an event outside of a controlled system, a controlled environment in the open way, people could really get to us. If we did it like that, then it would be found out we're human like everybody else. We're humans. See, and, and we don't want that. Latanya McDaniel said, amen, this is why we read and study scripture. At home, we pray and ask God to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the scriptures so we can understand and apply it to our lives. Amen. That's why we do it. So that we don't have to go in error. Lord Jesus, I don't understand why people have deified their leaders this way. Why people have deified their churches this way. If it ain't your leader, it's your church. Honey, ain't found a church like mine. Ain't no other church on there. The only church telling the truth. You a liar. You a liar. According to the scriptures, we can read where God spoke to his prophet, his mouthpiece on earth, Elijah. And Elijah said, I'm the only, I'm the only. And God told his precious prophet, boy, you, you ain't the only one. I got 7,000 having bowed the knee to Baal. I'm using you because I want to use you. I'm using you because I feel like using you. I could have used 7,000 other people. Don't try me. We Greetings from Texas. Charlie Hunter, thank God for Texas. Thank you for being here. We got to stop this I'm the only mindset. I'm the only this and other. See, the, Jesus, the, the scripture says that 
Christ that God is the only wise God. He is the only wise God. And when we start getting the only mentality, we're intruding into the things of God. We're intruding into the mindset of God. Stop thinking you're the only this and the only that and humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. That's why I say I am the enemy of the Pharisee and the Herodian. I'm almost out of here. I am the enemy of the Pharisee and the Herodian. The Herodian teaches you that you're God. The Herodian teaches you do what thou wilt. The Herodian teaches you that ain't nothing wrong. You just you just do what you want to do, and, and God knows he understands you human. I'm against the Pharisee because the Pharisee teaches you that their leader is God. The Pharisee teaches you that their church is God. The Pharisee teaches you that we are the way, the truth, and the life. And, it, and no man comes to the Father or Jesus but by us. And let me tell you something. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Anytime you put a mediator in between you and Christ, your religion is false. Anytime I can get saved, but I can't go to Christ, I got to go to you, then you can take me to Christ. I can't have a work for the Lord. I, I have to go to you, and then you will give me a work for the Lord. I can't do anything in the kingdom. I got to go to you, and then you introduce me to Christ, and then Christ will... Anytime there's anything between you and Christ, this is a false gospel. This is a false religion. Anytime a prophet gets online and say, God wants to bless you, but you got to sow $1,000 into me and then God will bless you. Anytime someone tell you, you have to first step through the prophetic to get to certain types of understanding. This is satanic. This is a false mediator between God and man. You can go before the Lord and get what you need. The Bible says, by him we come boldly before the throne of grace. We don't need any more intermediates between us and Christ. We are able to have access through the veil by him, the veil that is his flesh. Christ already died on the cross. You don't need intermediaries. This is what the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, pastor teaches for for the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body of Christ, till we're not tossed about by every wind of doctrine given by the slight of men, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. We don't need any more intermediaries. You can go to Jesus. And if any pastor, if any pastor teaches you that you got to come to them to get a prayer through, leave. Just leave. A real pastor Job is to feed the flock and teach them that you can go to God for yourself. The body is for fellowship. The body is for edification. The body is for building up. But you don't need the, the body in order to, to get salvation. Salvation will bring you to the body. Salvation baptizes you in the body. But Jesus is the head of the body. And Christ can come get you Himself. Christ can come get you Himself. There are people who just walk off the street and goes into the body because Jesus can come get you. Lord have mercy. Once again, we are totally independent 
and unsupported by any other outside source. And if you would like to support this ministry, please do so by giving to dollar sign the unction uh, on Cash App. If you have a Zelle, you can do raythepreacher at gmail.com. I appreciate everyone who helps and supports this ministry. We we do appreciate it. Ministry has to be supported. And I'm going to keep crying aloud and sparing not. Uh, I have to go on the road and do some runs. But it was put, it was put on my heart to stop a little while and talk about what this thing is really for. This, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, this thing ain't for arguing. This thing ain't for fussing. This thing ain't for fighting. This thing ain't for debate and backbiting. This thing is for us to have unity in the faith. Now, the truth will divide on its own. The truth will cut on its own. So if you speak the truth, the truth is divisive all by itself. But when you see somebody with a divisive spirit, with a divisive mindset, with an intent that I am going to draw away my own sect, I'm going to draw away my own disciples unto myself. When you see that type of mindset run, we got to stop being children tossed by every wind of doctrine. Every time somebody rises up, we're confused again. The church is confused again. Oh, Lord, we, oh, I guess I'm not saved this week. I, I've been living right. The Holy Ghost done kept me for 30 years. I've been kept by the Holy Spirit. No, I wanted to cuss. No, I wanted to smoke. No, I wanted to drink. No, I wanted to fornicate. No, I wanted to commit adultery. The, 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 the spirits of hell have tried me all kinds of ways, and my flesh wanted to go in the wrong way, but there was something that override even my fleshly mind, something override even my fleshly thoughts and desires and gave me a higher desire for the things of God, and I've been kept by Jesus all these years, but somebody said I didn't say some particular magic words. When, when the water touched me, I ain't say some particular magic formula when I went to an altar and I'm not saved. Saints, we got to stop. We got to stop being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine given by the slight of man. <laughs> Once the Lord has proven himself in your life, stand on it, saints. When you know you're living right, I'm living right. When you know you got a relationship with the Lord, you have a relationship with the Lord. And don't let man fool you every three years. If somebody else says some of these Facebook theologians, these YouTube theologians that don't care nothing about the word of God, but they're just trying to attract people to themselves. Like I said, again, I hope somebody looking at me from these false doctrines. I hope you're looking at me. Jesus said that when the Holy Ghost has come, he shall guide you into all truth. If your apostle was a true apostle, he would never allow anyone to call him the guide of their church. And you know what? He is your guide because you people don't have the Holy Ghost. You don't have the Holy Ghost. If you had the Holy Ghost, you would say, nah, um, listen, listen, I don't know about that one. The Ethiopian eunuch needed a guide because he ain't had the Holy Ghost. I have the Holy Ghost. He guides me. He leads me into all of the truth. I don't, I don't need, no, the Bible says you have no need that any man should teach you. This is a, this a real apostle who wrote, hallelujah, in the book of uh, uh First John, you have no need that any man should teach you. I have a guide. Praise the Lord. So saints of God, I want us to remember this. I want us to keep on fighting for what is right. 
Once again, thank you for watching. Those of you who have not been able to support, please support by going to dollar sign the unction and support this work, support this ministry, because we're trying to go further. We're trying to do more in the kingdom. And there's some things that you cannot do without funding. Some things Facebook and YouTube won't do that. You'll be surprised. You you know what? And, I, and I'll say this too. People think that people are getting out there because they're just so deep. They're just so anointed. No, they're paying for space. They're paying for ads. They have people who run their social media departments. They're not just that anointed. If, if they was that anointed, then why they don't say cut off all the cameras, cut off all the microphones. I'm going to just get up and speak and the word to get out because I'm that great. I'm that anointed. No, they run in social media departments. Let's just be for real. Even though they don't want to call it that because they look so deep to you. They look so great to you that they, oh, no, I ain't doing that on social media. They don't have to do anything on social media. They got people who worship them who are running that social media for them. I don't have nobody. Don't nobody worship me. <laughs> Some of the people at my, my church look at me like, hey, man, go get three jobs. Starve. Just starve. Praise the Lord. But I'm going to keep on serving. I'm going to keep on serving. Bless God. Once again, I'm just grateful for everyone who's watched. I, I thank God for everyone because we, we are the unction where we give the word of God and depend on the spirit of God to edify the people of God. And I pray that we all come into the unity of the faith. That's the point of my ministry. My, my ministry is not of division. My ministry is not um, who I can trick into following me. Let me get you over here. Only listen to Ray. Only listen to Ray. No, I, I, I don't care for that. Even I, I'm going to do a, a baptism, and uh, I'm going to do it for the unity of the faith, not the division of the faith. I'm going to do it for the unity of the faith. And uh, I'm going to baptize just according to the scriptures. You know, some people go at Matthew 28, 19. Some people go at um, Acts 2, 38. I'm just going to baptize according to uh, how the, the, they baptize in the book of Acts, chapter 10. Let's see if we don't like the scripture because it ain't your scripture because you done made one verse into an idol. Some of you done made one verse into an idol. I don't have no verse that I done made into an idol. I believe in everything, Genesis 1 and 1 to Revelations 22 and 21, and I don't have not one verse in here that's an idol to me. Let me, let me, let me look in the scripture. It says in <laughs> Acts chapter 10, verse 48, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, then prayed they him to carry to tarry certain days. Acts 10 and 48. We're going to baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus. We're going to baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Because Acts uh, chapter 10 and 49, it is in line with the rest of the scripture. I don't have no verse that I worship. I thank God for all of the word of God. Thank God for all of the scripture. So um, I'm here for the unity of the faith. And if anybody worship one verse, that's you. That's why I say I don't belong to a denomination. I just belong to the truth. I belong to God. Um, so once again, I am grateful for everyone who is 
a part of the unction. <laughs> I, I appreciate those of you who have been a part thus far. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for your support. Thank you for looking and teaching and, and, and lifting with us. We're going to continue to do this great work of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. God bless you and keep you. Heaven smile upon you and give you peace.